Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for joining me. <clears throat> I'm taping this Monday night, and the college football season has essentially ended for us this weekend. Um, I know there's still another week left, uh, conference championships, and you have the bowl games. But for us, you know, these high-profile games, and high-profile games in general, um, you know, although the media tries to talk about them, the sports books, of course, likes to talk about them um, and try to encourage people to bet on these. Same thing with the Super Bowl. This is one of those things in which, as a professional, um, the more high-profile the game is, usually the more efficient the line is, and that's when we take a step back and, you know, all of our betting is pretty much over. Uh, we don't really, you know, we'll still dabble a little, don't get me wrong. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, college football for us uh, is essentially uh, over and done with. Um, and I, I think it's important, you know, for everybody to understand that you don't, like, and I, I know I've said this in the past on the Twitter you don't have, just because it's a Super Bowl, a lot of people have to bet the Super Bowl. You have to bet the NBA championships and all these big, big matchups. And that's not the case at all. The money isn't any greener if you win it on the Super Bowl versus if you win it betting Iona versus Fairfield in a college basketball game. It's all the same thing. You want to try to find out where the bookmakers the weakest and where the lines are the most inefficient. And, of course, usually... That was going to take place on these off-the-wall sports, these smaller markets versus something like, you know, the college football championship, the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and all these other bowls. Um, so, you know, I encourage everyone to, you know, slow it down just because it's bowl season that's coming up and everybody's excited, and, you know, but these bowls these days, a lot of them are unpredictable. A lot of players sit out. Because you don't know, you know, that maybe they have NFL uh, uh, dreams in the making, so you, you don't know if they're going to sit out the bowl game or or um, or how hard these teams are going to play, especially the ones that don't really mean much. You know, everything is a bowl, the Taco Bell bowl. I don't even know, there's, you know, there's so many bowls, Outback Steakhouse Bowl, uh, Chick-fil-A Bowl. Uh, you know, every, every company wants to get a bowl. So I don't even know what they mean anymore. Or a bowl, you know, back... You know, when I was a kid, it used to mean something, you know, the, the Cotton Bowl and Rose Bowl and all that stuff. So, but yeah, everybody has a bowl to try to get all these games and to try to make it exciting. But again, these lines, especially also with respect to these bowl games, the lines come out right after next week or even some of them come out, yeah, right after next week and when the bowl schedule gets announced. And, um, and then, you know, if you're betting into credit shops, the money's tied up for three weeks, a month. And that's usually never a right move, um, at least for me. You know, I like to have my, my credit churned every single day um, to try to just roll it over, roll it over. I'd rather be holding 1% of my money um, or you know, holding 1%, have a return of 1% uh, every day for 30 days than have a 5% return um, 30 days from now. So you just want to keep rolling over that money and just keep betting it and betting it and betting it. Um, you know, we've had a good college football season, and 
you know, I try to let everybody know, again, what we do for our business, we're not touts, we don't sell picks, we have nothing to sell to anybody, what we do is we actually bet for, for a living, this is how I've made my livelihood, and I, I bet, I don't extract money, I always say I don't extract money from my fellow bettors, I extract money from bookmakers. So, you know, we, we play into bookmakers and we beat bookmakers and that's how they pay us. You know, one guy uh Twitter on Twitter said to me that, you know, the life uh the uh indirectly, uh eventually the losing better will always wind up uh funneling the business and feeding the business and that's true. Um, you know, the losing bet without losing betters, bookmakers uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be there, and uh, they wouldn't have enough money to pay guys like me, who are in the small minority of winning betters. Let's face it, um, there's a lot more losers than winners, and, and that's how bookmakers can function. But um, but I don't, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not the kind of guy. And again, listen, everybody, what touts do, and they sell a service, and they feel good about it. Um, that's to them. It's just not for me. I'm not going to tell anybody how to run their business. It's not how I would run my business. Um, I would never want to uh, charge somebody for something where I'm going to make money and they could wind up losing money. No, we kind of want to have our interests aligned. And that's why we do the betting partnership route where guys give me accounts. We play in the accounts. We work on some type of a profit sharing plan. Um, doesn't have to be 50-50, we always, it, it all depends, um, on the scenario, and then, um, we work out something where, you know, we, we share in the profits and the losses, and I think that's more aligned, because then, you know, we put our money where our mouth is, we actually do bet the stuff, like I said, and, um, and, and guys feel very confident, uh, being our betting partners, knowing that we're actually in the trenches with them, we're actually, you know, we don't really sweat the games, but, you know, we care about these results, not just for our record, so that I could tell everybody in the world my record, I don't, nobody knows my record in the world, we don't do that, um, but for our betting partners, and for us to be able to provide for our business, to be able to feed our families, uh, we need to win, it's not a, it's not a, uh, an option, it's a necessity, we have to win, in order uh, to keep on going, so and we do a pretty good job of doing that. Um, if anybody wants to is interested in becoming betting partners, uh, you can contact Chinese Mike at Chinese Mike Two on Twitter, and he'll be able to handle um, any requests. There's a lot of due diligence involved. Again, not no, there's no written contracts. It's an honor system, um, and you know if if you have references, that's you know in this business. You know, once you get to a certain level, it's if you either know somebody or know somebody that knows somebody in the business. And, and if you have references, we'd be happy to work with you. And if not, we'd still be happy to work with you. And there's guys that have taken shots at us that have not paid us in our betting partnerships. And that's it. We just don't do business with them anymore. Um, but we'd hope that that's not the case. And we kind of try to do our due diligence and do bat, you know, uh, as much checking as possible and feel people out. That's one thing in this business when you're dealing on a credit basis, and um, and I've been in this so long, you know, once you have a three three to five minute conversation with somebody, you kind of know where they're at, you kind of know if the guy's good or not, you kind of know if the money's good or not. I've been doing it with bookmakers, betting partners for so long, and, um, you know, I'm not 100% but uh, 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 of accuracy, 
but I do pretty good, and you know, I, I, we always keep guys on short leashes if we if we don't know if the money's good or not. So that's for that. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about that I was tweeting about today a little bit. My man Rufus, uh, he um, he started talking about half points and what half points are worth. A lot of guys, um, by the way, Rufus Peabody, for those of you that don't know, uh, a friend of mine, he also runs a podcast, uh, Bet the Process podcast, uh, if anybody's interested in learning things about football and how he thinks him and Jeff Ma run a podcast, um, I'd encourage anybody to listen to that podcast if you're interested uh, a lot of it's on the daily stuff, the weekly stuff on how the how games went and all this. Um, personally, I don't really care about rankings and college football rankings and the stuff they talk about. Um, so it's, you know, when it comes to that, but a lot of, you get a lot of, you know, Rufus is a really smart guy. And for those of you that don't know him personally, um, you know, if you just listen to him talk, you could pick up a lot of things. He's a very intelligent guy. You know, he goes off on some tangents sometimes. Let's be real, but um, but he's a solid guy, and I'm I'm proud to call him a good friend. But I definitely listen to that podcast. Um, but yeah, so so Rufus was mentioning, and this is an important thing, and I think it's 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 it definitely uh, should be noted that you know a lot of these analysts they talk about you know team stats and. and who's on this team, and, you know, I think this team's better than this team and whatnot, but nobody talks about lines, and nobody talks about what half points are worth, and this thing is essential. If you're going to be betting, and I'm not talking about giving picks and all this other shit, I'm talking about actually betting recreationally or professionally, you have to know what every half point is worth. It's essential. Now, you know, I have my chart, Okay. Guys like Rufus, he has his charts. Other guys um, I know down on the islands, they have their charts, okay? And our charts are more or less aligned. Some of, There's definitely going to be some differences depending on how you calculate the numbers. But you got to find a way, and I'm not going to give, you know, again, this is one of those times which I'm not going to give uh, away the goods here. Um, so if anybody thinks I'm going to give them my chart or tell them what each half point is worth, that's not going to happen. But, like, just for instance, if you're looking at an NFL game, if you have one bookmaker that has, you know, a team, you know, 4.5 minus 05, and another team at 4 flat, minus 4 minus 110, you got to choose what's better for me. What am I going to do? Do I pay the extra 5 cents to buy on to the 4? Same thing with a 5.5 minus 05 or versus a minus 5 flat. So these are important questions that you have to ask yourself when you're doing it. And, you know, the degenerate in a lot of people will always buy, 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 no matter what the cost is, and that's the wrong method at all. You definitely don't want to do that, always buy. Um, you know, the, the true pro, the, the consummate professional, sometimes buys when the price is right, sometimes sells when the price is right. A lot of bookmakers these days will allow you to sell a half point. Um, so that also works, it could work in your favor, and it all depends, and you have to know these numbers, you know, the, the business has evolved so much since, you know, when I was coming up in the business, when I first started, I'll never forget, there was a bookmaker by the name of Sports Market, they were known as Sports Market on a website, it was Aces Gold, based out of Curacao, I believe, and, um, 
And these guys, you know, it was just unbelievable. They had no clue what half points were worth. Anybody that, that would remember, they would charge 10 cents on an NFL 3, on or off an NFL 3. And um, and that, that that's just unbelievable, you know. We make the NFL 3 worth about 23 cents. Um, it's gone down maybe 22 cents now. It's definitely over 20. But again, it all depends on a total to another thing. You gotta understand the higher the total, the less a half a point is gonna be worth on the spread. So these totals now have gone up gradually. So each line, each each half point on the spread is gonna be worth just a little bit less, and that's important for people to realize. Um, you can't just uh, analyze these things in a black box. But um, but definitely, you know, we always try to NFL three. We buy for twenty cents always, but Aces Gold back then was charging ten cents. So it was just, it was a candy store back then, um, back in 2000, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, around there. We were, um, you know, they, they were charging 10 cents on or off the NFL 3. On top of that, they had no juice Fridays. So essentially, you know, just by, it, just if you wanted the middle of the game, you could lay an NFL game, if the game was 3 even, both sides, you could lay 2.5 minus 10, and take plus three and a half minus ten, which is insane. Um, you're getting twenty to one on a, on a three that has you know probably nine percent chance of falling, give or take. So just crazy, crazy stuff back then. Crazy. But till till this day, there's still some bookmakers today. That will still charge um, twenty cents on some of the NFL threes. Um, you know, uh, the the big ones everybody knows. You know, you just gotta look. Everything's threes and sevens in, in the game, so you want to look at threes, sevens, tens. You know, all, all these big numbers, uh, combinations of threes and sevens, um, and also totals. Um, you know, that's the one thing we were talking about on the Twitter thing uh, on NFL totals. You know, our numbers say that, you know, our, our, the 37 uh, and the 41 are, are worth uh, a little over 10 cents to buy on or off. Um, so we do that. Um, those are the only two NFL totals um, that we would buy on or off. There's no other total. And historically, the 37, where it's you're rarely going to see a total that low anymore, but um, given how the game has changed, but that 37 historically is held up. But again, you don't really see 37s. But 41s, you still see. Um, so a 41, again, is big. Again, and the game has changed. You know, a lot of these things, you know, our data, it's hard. You, you kind of want to, when you're looking at this type of data, you know, you have your, your two-point conversion rule uh, put into the NFL uh, I think 94 on, so any data before that, you kind of have to take uh, with a grain of salt, or you have to try to be able, you know, you don't want to, that's the, that's the hard part about looking at stuff like this, in which, you know, you don't want to deem it completely worthless, but at the same time, everything has changed, because guys going for two has just changed the game considerably, and it's hard to find out what numbers were worth, prior to 94, given that, 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 you know, that's a big, big rule change, um, having, introducing two-point conversions in there, 
And now, with the PAT moving a little bit back and whatnot, that's another thing that has influenced the line, uh, the overtime rules. You know, a lot of these things, so many things have hurt the, the three, um, uh, and it just hurt it. It doesn't help it. But then other numbers wind up becoming a factor, like the six, for example. You know, in overtime, uh, back before these current overtime rules, you know, if a team gets the ball on a 20-30, you know, yard line, that's it. They're just setting up for the field goal, win the game, first to score wins. But in this day and age now, guys are going for the touchdown to go for the auto win. So that makes the six um, hold more value. Where the six, uh, you know, once it went to overtime, was essentially, you know, barring uh, a breakout run or something crazy like that, was always, uh, you know, n not not as significant as a number. Um, so yeah, so you know, it, it, you got to just watch out with these rule changes and stuff, and 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 find out uh, what these half points are worth, um, and especially with the totals. I mentioned this earlier. With the totals, you know, you got to look at the combinations of threes and sevens, both in college, well, college is done now, but, you know, NFL and college, just look at how these things evolve and, 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 and one, and also first half totals, um, you know what I mean, the 20, the 23, these are big, big numbers, um, in the first half, uh, if I could go over 20 flat and under 20 and a half flat, um, uh, it'll probably be a nice piece that, that that'll, according to our numbers, you know, you could get rich doing stuff like that. Um, again, you just get 10 to 1 on the 20. And uh, so it's just crazy. You just got to look at these things and try to find out um, places, uh, sports books on what they charge for each half point. You know, the South Point, that's another that's a special place in Vegas. Um and, and his, this has been going on for years. I think the owner, um, uh, Michael Gorn, he, he doesn't like to attach juice to any of his numbers. So Chris Andrews and company, they only deal flat juice. They're only dealing minus 110. So when they get a hit on a minus 3, minus 110, and it's a significant hit, they want to move the number. They're not going to go to 3 minus a quarter uh, or three and a half, you know, dog 15, no, they're going to go to three and a half flat, everything's flat, minus three flat, plus three, uh, minus three and a half flat, plus three and a half flat, etc., um, and, you know, I was there, and I'm like, geez, you know, this is just, uh, you know, for me, and again, the three, you know, it, laying three minus one ten, taking plus three and a half minus one ten, probably break even at this point, it used to be a piece for us, um, if we were going to do any middling with the NFL, but in this day and age, um, it's probably break even, even maybe a slight loser. Um, it all depends, but um, but again, you, you know, it, it's it's you're getting ten to one uh, on a number, um, and uh, on that NFL three, that's still very very significant. Um, so um, just trying to think of what else I could talk about. Um, you know, today was, is a very busy day for us, Mondays are very hectic, um, Mondays in this business is the consolidation day, um, where we look at all the figures for the week, and we gotta find out who owes and who we owe, and, and it's just, it's just, that's when the week ends, um, it's always historically Mondays is when we, is, is, that's it, we settle, and, um, I always remember a bookmaker, 
uh, an old school bookmaker. He went by the name of Wally Monday, and I'll never forget him. Uh, Wally Monday was a uh, was a class act. I don't even know if he's still around, um, but he was a class act, a really nice guy. And I always ask him, I'm like, why do they call you Wally Monday? And it's because because I always pay on Monday, and that's something that I kind of uh, took as a as a role model type thing to try to to try to emulate that. And you know, always I always make it a point if I'm owe somebody to always pay on Mondays, because number one, it shows strength where I don't have to wait to collect. Um, from people that owe me in order to pay the people I owe. Um, so that's an important thing. Um, and also, it kind of sets a precedent, maybe set an example, so that the person I owe this week, I pay them on Monday. Hopefully next week or the following week when they owe me, they kind of say, you know what, Spanky pays on Monday. Let me return the favor and the courtesy and treat him with respect the way he treated me. Again, and I understand it's hard for a lot of people to do so, to pay right on Monday, but we take pride in doing that. We're always ready on Monday and always ready to pay anybody on Monday. Um, and it's important. And again, people, not too many people pay us on Monday, but that's just life. Uh, we just live with it. But again, there, there's a, a few great guys out there, great bookmakers and, and betting partners that have uh, that have stuck to that. And, they, you know, even if you don't pay, you arrange payment or you say, hey, you know, you just check out on Monday, check a figure with somebody, it's important um, to do so in this business. I think that, you know, again, I, again, you're not going to hear any of this stuff on any other podcast or anybody talking. This is the inner workings of how I operate. You know, this is my business, and this is how I've been doing this for the last 20 years. And you learn these things, and you kind of learn from the people that have come before you on on how you do things, on how the right way to do things, the wrong way to do things, and how you, you can go above and beyond. And, and, and doing the Monday thing is the above and beyond. You always want to try to um, um, do the best you can um, to... to uh, and do the right thing. It's like, it's crazy. In, in this business, there's it's a credit business, and, and all these deals, most of the deals are made on handshakes. You know, 99.999% of the business, the guys in this business are scumbags. Not good guys, stiffs, laid downs, beat artists, bad guys. But that 0.001% are the best people you'll ever meet in your life because they, they it's ingrained in them to do the right thing. And... Listen, I'm not trying to say I'm the best uh, person you'll ever meet. I'm not going to toot my own horn. But I just listen to what my mom always taught me. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, and uh, if you pay when you lose and you want to collect when you win, if everybody just stuck to that mantra and did that, you know, just did the right thing and treat others the way you want to be treated, um, the business would be the, you know, there would be no problems, no disputes, everybody, un, you know, would be happy. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen that way. Um, and that's why reputation in this business is so important, um, for anybody that wants to come up in this business. Because, listen, if you want to make it in this business as a pro, you're going to have to deal on credit. You're going to have to, you, you can't do it in the casino land or in the, in, the, in the domestic sports book land of the United States. It's impossible. There's just, if you want to bet professionally and make a decent, 
you know, living on it. You know, if you're good enough, they're going to kick you out. So domestic sports books, they're not going to be able to take you. You're going to have to be able to bet on credit and bet into those offshore and Asian markets. And when you do so, you know, you're going to have to have a reputation and you want to build that reputation. And how I built it is I've always always try to do the right thing I always put myself in other people's shoes and see how they would feel if you know they were if 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 they were old and, and how I would want to react to that and I, I just want to always just just think about how the other person feels and just again treat others the way you want to be treated do the right thing because if you do the right thing and not just in business but in any part of life just do the right thing treat guys with respect treat guys with dignity um, and be honorable. And I know it's just, it's, it's, it sounds like, you know, like I'm talking to my, my, my eight-year-old or my ten-year-old, but it's a fact. You know what I mean? Just, just, just be honorable, and, um, and, and, and be a good person. Um, pay your debts. Don't bet over your head. Um, understand that, you know, this is a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Just try to grind out slowly. Try to make an earn, but, but know that you could, you're gonna have losing weeks. And be ready for that, and 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 you know, treat the bookmakers. Um, that's one thing. Bookmakers, the bookmakers I deal with, the very few that book me directly, um, I have the best relationships with, with my bookmakers. The relationships I have with them, they're not adversarial. They're not confrontational. They're not my enemy. This has nothing to do with that. They're running their business, where they hang a line to take a hit. I'm a customer. I shop, and I'm able to bet that line if that's the line they they offer. And that's it. I'm going to win. I'm going to lose. doesn't matter. And they'll look at it, and you know what? They have enough volume, and they have enough business where they honestly, you know, listen, they don't really care if I win. Well, maybe not. Maybe they do care. But at the end of the day, they're happy to use the information. And, you know, again, the pros, the, con- the, the, best, the best of the best I'm talking about, they're happy to use the information. And adjust accordingly, and that's a thing. And I'm very, very friendly with with with, with the bookmakers that I play that I've played into for years and years, um, and they're personal friends of mine. And 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 I would go to bat for them any day of the week. They're the greatest guys. And and, and I I you know it's kind of like you look at these. A lot of them are are you know in, according to the United States government, they're they're breaking laws and and they're they're criminals. But you know, I, I I can't I can't buy into that. Um, these guys are, are, are some of these guys offshore are just the best of the best. Um, pure honor, pure class, and um, I'm glad to not just be a customer, but also to call them my friend. So I think uh, I think I've talked enough. It's um, it's tough talking by yourself sitting in front of a screen um for 30 minutes like i don't you know what i mean you run out of shit to say i got my notes down i kind of want to bang a couple of these high points out but you know it just it's hard you know what i mean you want to you know try to contribute try to offer something back but at the same time you don't want to say too much and at the also i don't want to sound too stupid you know what I mean? I don't want to make it boring, so I'm trying to find that fine line between you know what I give somebody, give some thoughts to be able to munch on, but then at the end of the day, I don't want to again unnecessarily create competition, um, and also I don't want to say oh this is all bullshit. This guy's talking out of his ass. I don't want that either. So it's a difficult fine line I'm trying to walk, 
to try to offer a valuable listening experience um, for everybody out there. So listen, guys, I hope you enjoyed it. And episode two, Be Better Betters. Thank you so much for the time. Until next time.